0: Welcome to the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick and former Jaguar Jeff Loggeman discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Peterson Show starts right now. And welcome in the second edition of the Doug Peterson
1: Show for the 2023 campaign. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Loggeman, no Coach Peterson this week. He'll be back with us at the start of the regular season, week one. When the Jaguars prepare to go to Indianapolis to face the Colts, we'll hear from Uh, Doug Peterson in the studio again we've got plenty of sound coming up from this week from the Jaguars head coach we'll hear from Travis Etienne Jr. as well conversation I had with the Jags running back earlier this week and it's year three in the league year two on the field for him and what adjustments has he made moving uh, into this uh, offense now for a second year and I mean went over 1100 yards we'll see how much more he can get coming up. Uh, Jeff Lagerman, good afternoon. Afternoon, JP. You? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Are you tall? Did you – I mean, I, I, I get the feeling that you're pulling a Pete Prisco on me. How so? Uh, you look taller in the chair. Do you have your chair higher for a reason? Well, no. I mean, I've been sitting here for an hour on a local show here in Jacksonville with you, I, and, you I, and you just now noticed. No, I don't know. No, I noticed, but I didn't bring it up until now. I noticed I'm that just, you just brought it up. I'm just I, curious – did, do you have the Pete Prisco? Do you think I'm lifting? Is that you, what you think? Do, just, do you think there's I'm, extra? I'm wondering. I don't think so. It's just as tall as yours. you have your seat higher, though? No. I mean, I have to be able to get to the table. That's, what, that's all this is. <laughs> it's not like I'm you know, all the way to the top. So it's not like the old David Letterman trick. where you have I, think, the, I think you're pulling a David Letterman. Letterman audience. used to have his chair really high, yeah. and the guest chair I was think like you're super pulling low. A Letterman. I think you are. I don't think so. Just my thought. Is it working? You're definitely higher than me. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, that's it. Hey, uh, second week of training camp. Let's get serious now. It's football here. Um, what do you think so far? Two days of pads, that's logs. Uh, two days of pads so far. They didn't work out in pads today. They'll I'm do so, it again I'm so Saturday. Tall. I'm so tall Sunday, right now. I can't even reach my microphone. Monday. That's <laughs> Sorry. fantastic. Sorry about that. All right. So what's the the biggest standout from the padded days so far for you? Um, what has stood out? Yeah. Well, the competition and the, uh, the improved roster. You see, you see a, a lot of positions that have become more competitive because the depth is better. If you go back and you look at this football team a couple years ago, from a quality of depth or talent level standpoint, it wasn't very good it's better now. It's deeper now. It's more talented now. And I think that's the thing that stands out the most. Now, there are some position groups that you sit there and you go, okay, uh, it it's not glaring that it's that much better now, but you hope that through some competition and development that they get better. You know, But offensively, when you look at every position group that there is on offense, I would say that Every group is better, okay? Running backs, the addition of Tank, DeAndre Johnson, the wide receiving group, Calvin Ridley's added to it, offensive line, okay? You added a first-round draft pick. You added Josh Wells in free agency, tight end. You added a draft pick out of Penn State and Brenton Strange, who I think is really good. Prince is developing, okay? It's, It's having a fantastic beginning of camp. So, I mean, that covers the quarterback room, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you're tier yeah, two in the system. You're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, defense. Okay. Look at the safety group. Better. Okay. The addition of Johnson to that group. I mean, this is this might be one of the deepest position groups that there is. Cornerback. You had a lot of numbers. Okay. This, this year in the draft and then last year in the draft. That's a group that you hope that out of the numbers, okay, that you've added to it that somebody – Develops a or, lot of later or, round draft picks. Exactly so, because there's a couple ways that you can address maybe what is a perceived weakness on your football team. One way is to put a lot of draft equity into it, and there's a lot of different ways to put draft equity into it. The higher the pick, that's higher equity, right? In the draft. Another way is is to do it with multiple picks, maybe in later rounds, and that's what how Trent Baalke and his staff and Doug have addressed that position group. They added a couple late round picks last year. Uh, mid and late round pick this year with that group and can they get better that's going to be something that bears watching defensive tackle did they really add anything lacy they added Mm -hmm. in the draft Um, not really a pass rusher they didn't really add uh, uh, an accomplished guy in free agency anywhere for the most part on defense so that's something that bears watching can they get better from within can they develop can guys that they've already had in the lineup like Devin lloyd and Walk, uh, Trayvon Walker, can they get better since some of these young guys at the corner position develop? So, I mean, that's the one thing that stands out. This roster overall and is much better. And then in year two of the system, things are faster now at this point in training camp than compared to last year. I mean, that's the mark of a good roster, right? If you don't turn over any starting gigs really on both sides of the ball, at least on paper right now, two weeks in the camp, most of those starting gigs are filled. Right, you're just kind of working on depth. Yes and no. Okay, you always sit there and go, okay, everything's available, because I mean the reality is, JP, is if somebody comes along and is better than a the starter, they're going to be starting. I mean that's just the way it is. Okay, it's it's survival of the best in the National Football League, and uh, but is it likely to happen with some guys and some guys at certain positions? Probably not. But there's always roles that can be carved out, like ETN's a starter, okay? But if Bigsby continues to show some of the things that we're seeing in camp, it's going to be a shared role, okay? If Tank Bigsby doesn't show, then ETN is going to be more of the central figure and going to get majority of the snaps at tight end. Brenton Strange, his development, okay? If all of a sudden he starts doing really good, okay, then Farrell – reps will get limited Mm -hmm. and uh, Prince's reps may get limited because if they're going to go to two tight end sets, you know, and Brenton Strange is really good, okay, then he's going to carve out a role for himself. So, I mean, it's just that's how it works. I mean, that's why you have training camp. The one thing about training camp, JP, that I think a lot of people go into and they have a lot of assumptions and Belichick was the guy that really kind of hammered this home every year and a lot of people looked at it as Belichick coach speak, was that every year is different and you have to earn it every year. You can't build upon last year. Last year is over. And when he used to always say that, people would, ah, that's just Belichick being boring and he doesn't want to give a sound bite. It's the truth. It's the truth. And Doug Peterson said so much as the same thing to his team. And then hey, we we have to put the work in. We did last year, have to do it this year. This facility that we have, this great brand new facility, it's not going to help. It's not going to win us any games. We still have to put in the hard work. Up next, Doug Peterson will explain the communication with the left tackles on this team so far in the offseason. Cam Robinson and Walker Little, we are off and running. This is the Doug Peterson show on the Jaguars Radio Network.
0: The Doug Peterson Show continues right now.
2: We communicated with, with both guys, quite honestly. Cam did a great job this offseason of communicating with us, you know, when we found out the news and everything, and he was up front with everything. And then we were honest back with him and said, listen, this is the plan. And, you know, we, we spoke with Walker the same way. And um, so you, you nip a lot of things by being open and honest and having those conversations, even though they might be difficult for a player to, to listen to, it's reality, and that's where we are. So I think that's the biggest thing is just having that open communication.
1: That's Doug Peterson, of course, Jaguars head coach earlier this week on the communication with both left tackles, Cam Robinson and Walker Little. Welcome back. It is the Doug Peterson Show from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center in downtown Jacksonville. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Logman. we will have head coach Doug Peterson with us Again, in studio week one before the Jaguars-Colts matchup. And, yeah, communication's key in in any business, any aspect of life, certainly when it comes to putting together a situation like this on the offensive line. Cam out for four weeks. Walker Little, a guy who's been around here for now a a couple years and kind of waiting in the wings. He did a great job at the end of last season when Cam was banged up with an MCL injury, he told me. So, all right. All right. This is what it is, guys. Cam, you're out. Walker's got to play. We'll reevaluate when it's time. Well, and, uh, and, and I think the, they're, they're doing a good job as far as getting Walker little ready for the first four weeks. And once you get – and a lot of people are asking the question of me, and I'm sure they're asking questions of you, JP, and, mm-hmm. and the question is natural. What happens when Cam comes back? And the answer is not clear. The answer is simply this: you don't know until you see how well Walker Little's doing at left tackle and how well the team is doing. Because if you try to sit here and predict what's going to happen, you'll be wrong. Because you don't know what where you, where everything's going to be. A lot of life can happen between now and then. And yes. where where is Cam at? Yeah. Okay.
3: Wh-
1: how soon can he be ready? Because you got to remember something. When he has the suspension for four weeks, it's not like he's practicing during the week, and then not just playing in the games. He's not even in the building yeah. for four weeks. Right. Which, by the way, I think is—I'm trying to—I'm going to use a good word here. I don't think it's very smart uh, by the league. I was going to use a word. That was a that phrase that started wasn't just with one an word. A and ended with an E. Asinine yes. is not a bad word. Well, I, I kind of look at it as it is no, because the first not. part of it is. okay. It, does, it has nothing right, to do it, with that. You said it, not me. It has nothing to do with that. Well, it's got the first part of it. No, it's not, it has I, literally I, nothing to do I, with it. I that. interpret it as, as that. Well, you're wrong. Okay. I, I like to be wrong sometimes. Oh, you It's wrong okay to be time. wrong. That's all right. I'm, I, I don't mind being wrong. Anyway. But my point is is that there's a great It's, it's – first of all, they're, they're doing a great job of making sure that what's important is the first week because they've got Walker a little out there now. And they're, what, the reality is you can't be worried about feelings. You're, you're running a business here. You're running a football team trying to get ready for week one. But they're still getting Cam reps in there with the ones just to make sure that he keeps fresh. But then, And then, again, my point was that the first four weeks, Cam's not in the building. He's not practicing. Can he simulate and, and do things on his own to, to where he comes back in week five and then he's ready to go? That's hard to do. I mean, really hard to do. So you got to kind of see where Walker Little's at. Then you got to see where Cam is at. You want to see where the team is at, where the offense is at. And then you figure it out. And you adjust and go from there. We'll see what happens. we we'll well, see what happens. The great thing about Doug is that open lines of communication with Doug and the players is always there. Uh, that was never Tom Coughlin's strong suit. You know he's a Hall of Fame coach, and I, and I hope he gets in this year. <laughs> well, I would, but think that was though, that was not what a little different era, yeah. and it was a one-way conversation probably. That's right? my point. Yeah, one-way <laughs> <Yeah>. street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was uh, yeah. he would, but it sometimes JP. It wasn't even a one-way conversation. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it was you just found out, and that's just the way it was. But that's okay. Um, but I appreciate. How Doug does things and how he's—I don't want—I don't want to say he's a player's coach, but the players love him, and that's the important thing. And they respect him. Quick thought on this, though—we're we're talking about players possibly sliding into guard if Ben Barch is not playing. You know, still, ding, whatever's going on at the left guard spot, right? It's not Madden. You can't just plug a guy in to play left guard who's played tackle unless he's ready for it right I, I, it's uh, i'm glad you brought that up because somebody else posed that question to me and maybe it was you i don't remember but they said well when cam comes back isn't getting the best five on the field putting walker little at guard and my answer to that was putting walker a little at guard doesn't mean that that's the best five starters It means – that might be your best five starting off – that might – let me rephrase that. That might be your best five offensive linemen. It doesn't mean it's your best starting five. Because Walker Little may not play left guard as well as Tyler Shatley could. Yeah, that's right. So you have to have the best left guard. Yeah. Okay, you got to have the best left tackle, the best center, okay, the best right guard, and the best right tackle. You know, for example – If you had uh, two Cam Robinsons and two Walker Littles and an Anton Harrison, okay, five guys, right? Do you play all five of those guys? Can somebody snap? Yeah, who's snapping the ball? Can they play guard? I don't know. I mean, so you get my point. Yeah. Jags fans want customized Jags furniture for your home. Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. The earlier returns on pass rush in this camp when we come back. It's next on the Doug Peterson show on Jaguars radio.
0: Welcome back. The Doug Peterson show continues right now.
2: Where I get excited is when we're in team drills and they're working their games, their combinations, their stunts, their pressures, that's where i get to see the pass rush you know it's good to see athleticism it's good to see movement skills get off it's good to see all of that you know in one-on-ones but it's sometimes it's a little bit unfair um one way or the other
1: it's doug peterson earlier this week welcome back to the doug peterson show on the jaguars radio network jp shadrick with jeff lagerman head coach doug peterson will be in studio with us again week one of the regular season We'll have him back. We're hearing from him from earlier in the week and some media availabilities, the full availability on Jaguars.com. That brings us to the pass rush, and uh, that's been a focus of a lot of pundits, analysts throughout this offseason. How can the Jaguars improve some of those numbers, sack numbers mainly? And a lot of, I guess, pressures are not an official NFL stat. Um, Quarterback hits are. Uh, Jaguars uh, Josh Allen at least was among uh, sites that rank pressures. He was up there in pressures. Yes, Just couldn't finish it yeah, off. He was Some are top ten ish. So different sites rank pressures different ways, right? I mean, and was, there's two places that have that stat. Uh, PFF is one of them, and uh, and I can't remember the other one, but yeah. PFF is the one that that we subscribe to. That's right. So uh, the trick is turning those pressures into either sacks, uh, quarterback hits, taking that next step as a defense, assault. not just Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, obviously. You can name any name on that defensive line you want. So far, um, there's been two days of padded practices, and Doug Peterson there and that, that clip just talked about it. Hey, the, the one-on-one stuff sometimes, you know, the first day in, you're just trying to set a tempo and then maybe you're going to build on that as it goes into teamwork. How real is that? Um, You know, what have you seen from the pass rush so far? And if it's not great so far, is it too early to freak out? Okay. Well, let me, let me start with just disagreeing with Doug a little bit and that uh, I think this is an an advantage for the defensive line where he was saying that it it can be an advantage for the offensive line. I, I don't see that again. I. If you look at that drill, there's no chips. There's no help from another offensive lineman. You have an idea of what the cadence is going to be. You don't have play action. You don't have to worry about the run. You don't have to worry about bootlegs, you know, where the quarterback's going to be. So, anyway, it's a big advantage, I think, for a defensive lineman. But what we've seen is two padded practices, okay? Two padded practices means you've had two one-on-one pass rush drills, the one thing that I remember very distinctly on the first and the second and about the third or fourth days and when you're in pads, you're still trying to get comfortable moving in all of this equipment. And you, you're you tired, fatigued, because you've had four or five days under your belt in this acclimation period, and even though it's an acclimation period, you're still fatigued. And then when you finally do put the pads on, now it's another adjustment just trying to get your body to move and be quick and agile and sudden and figure out pass rush moves. So the first couple days are always a little slow to have success from a pass rusher standpoint. But i got to give credit where credit is due. Walker Little, Cam Robinson, uh, those guys uh, at the tackle position and then the other offensive linemen as well, they have been winning. And they're doing a very good job. And so that's the hard thing about when you're in training camp is because you're saying one side wins, one side loses. Well, sometimes it's 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 a win win and sometimes it's well, wow, this one did a little bit better today, this one didn't do quite as good. You know, so you always have a winner and a loser kinda of sometimes in people's eyes. Well, isn't that like life? Yeah. Well that's yeah, how, I mean to some extent, but sometimes in that particular drill there's not a clear cut winner and a loser. Okay. Stalemate. You know, and, and here's the other thing. If you're if you're beating an offensive lineman in that drill consistently, well, maybe Trevor's gotten rid of the ball. And you're not getting a sack anyway. Mm, yeah. You know, so, good point. so that's good point. the hard that's why you want to see more wins by the defense. Because there's other circumstances that prevent that player from having success as a pass rusher so you want the defense to win more than the offense in that and it hasn't happened so right now advantage offense and you want to see more out of the defense especially with that group that's over there doing pass rush You know what helps slow down a pass rush? A strong running game. We'll hear from Travis Etienne Jr. coming up, explaining some technique changes entering season number three. That's next on the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.
0: Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now.
2: Emphasize shoulder square. You know, um, anticipating where the hole could be, and and just trusting that. And um, he's done an outstanding job. He's bought into that. He sees it. We've been able to show it to him. He's working on that in training camp right now, and that's the next step for him. Listen, it was was his rookie year, you know. So there's a lot of things to, you know. You just don't hand the guy a ball and, and let him go. Let him go run. I mean, sometimes that happens, but. But, uh, you know, there's, there's that skill and ability to anticipate a hole. You know, we always talk about, you know, speed to – or speed through the hole, not to the hole type thing. And um, he's really embraced that, this, this training camp. And, and um, that, to me, is the next step for him.
1: That's Head Coach Doug Peterson on Travis Etienne Jr. And welcome back to the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. I had a chance earlier this week to catch up with Travis Etienne Jr. It's his third NFL season, his second on the field. Remember, his rookie year was wiped out in the preseason with a foot injury. He missed the entire year. Came back last year with over 1,100 yards. And Travis Etienne is ready for much more this time around.
3: Understanding what it felt like to be so close, uh, get to the Super Bowl, or just being in the playoffs, just as a young team being there and just feeling that hunger. Uh, we just want to get there again, and we know that it's no substitution for hard work. And we know that to get there, we have to. It's days like this is going to help us uh, propel us forward. And so, like that's why you see the intensity. That's why you see everybody just going full speed and just doing things the right way. And uh, I feel like that's going to help us.
1: You know, we've heard a lot about the fast starts or lack thereof last season early in the season right you know uh, even later in the season comeback wins and all that but if this team starts fast early in games gets that lead going uh, then things can can turn out a whole lot better how do you improve that how do you improve fast starts does it start out here in some way
3: uh, yes sir most definitely but I also think it just start with the familiarity of the playbook Everybody, everybody's second year in this uh, scheme so we know more Uh, We know what to expect. Uh, We've done it millions of times now. We're out there and we know what to do. We're not out there just playing in the scheme for the first time, trying to get things on tape. We already have tape. We know what uh, everybody's going to bring to the table. And we also added Calvin Ridley. So I feel like uh, just us going out there and being ourselves is going to help us start fast. How different of a running back are you now than you were this time last year, physically, mentally, the whole deal? Uh, I mean, uh, physically, I feel great. Uh, I feel like I felt great last year physically. I uh, would just say, well, I mean, my biggest leap is just mentally. Uh, and just uh, understanding the little details of my position. Uh, just like me getting my shoulder square, just how much that means. And uh, just how much that means to our offense and like just to a linebacker. Like, he can't dictate where I'm going to go or he can't get an early guess on where I'm going to go. So, kind of just playing cat and mouse as a linebacker and getting my shoulder square. So I feel like uh, mentally I took a huge step, and that's uh, going to prepare me for this season. All right, Tank Bigsby
1: comes in here. There's a lot of guys who've been around the league as well in this running back room. But uh, take us through Tank so far. How, how do you guys get along? How's the progression for the rookie?
3: Uh, I mean, I love Tank. Uh, I love him. I mean, I feel like he's just always asking questions, and that's uh, it's really good because a guy like that, he, he pushes you to be better. If uh, he's always asking questions. Uh, he always has my mind wandering, my mind searching for things, so in order, so I, I can be the best role model for him. And I love that and he's hungry. He's he's he got that fire about him, and that's what I love. And that's what this running back needed, in order to be, to just get to that next level. Uh, whenever I come out, ten goes in. There's no drop off, and uh, I feel like that's what's going to just help us be the best team moving forward. You talked about the receivers, but you guys in the passing game too
1: uh, is something that really wasn't utilized a lot last year, at least in, in your case. Could that be something you improve upon as this season goes along? In the receiving game,
3: you know, all those guys are going to get attention running downfield. That leaves you open, right? Uh, yeah, most definitely. I feel like uh, we're going to continue to be in our spots. And uh, and I feel like uh, this is going to be a lot better because Travis uh, is his second year in Dust system, so he's going to get to the check down a lot quicker this year. And uh, so just on the running back, just being in the spot and being ready to catch the ball whenever it comes our way. And uh, I feel like that's all we can do is just be there and when a quarterback needs to just catch the ball and just uh, get what we can. Are
1: these the dog days of camp or are we still a little early for the dog days? Yeah, this is a long way until the first preseason game,
3: right? Uh, this is definitely not the dog days. These are the the, the, the beautiful days right here. Uh, the dog days are soon to come and uh, we just have to just can't take these days for granted because the dog days, like you said, the dog days and uh, those days you're going to have to fight and push through and just, uh, just win the battle mentally because uh, physically you're going to be exhausted, but it's all about, can you, can, you, can you speak to your body? Can your mind control your body? Can you keep going?
1: It's Travis Etienne, Jr., Jaguars running back. Full conversation on the official Jaguars podcast network. Over 1,100 yards on the ground last year. Doug Peterson was, was talking about some of that technique stuff in his press conference earlier this week. And Which was very really revealing. It really was. Yeah, when, when you talk about Travis last year at the very beginning of the year, Doug used a couple descriptions there that I, I thought were spot on. I mean, I'm amazed at how well he describes it because he uses the term speed through the hole, not to the hole. And we saw at times last year when Travis was just kind of getting his feet wet where he would be in a hurry to hit the hole, okay? And a lot of times he was in such a hurry he didn't have the patience to allow the hole to develop or he didn't have his shoulder square to where he saw where the hole was. And so, so – then to that point, like, shoulder square to, to – the line of scrimmage. Parallel with the line of scrimmage, Yeah, right? to the line of scrimmage. Because what that enables a running back to do is it allows them to have the vision to see where the options are. If you're facing the sideline, you can't see to the left or behind you. And, well, and right. – It not only gives you the ability to see the options, what Travis alluded to, it keeps the linebackers and people that had the vision on him, they're not sure where he's going. If Travis turns his shoulders to the way he's running, the linebackers are going, okay, I know where he's going. But Travis can actually run in that direction with his shoulders still square to the line of scrimmage, and it shows that he's still a threat to plant his foot and come back and, and go in a different direction. So that the shoulder square accomplishes two things. It allows Travis or any running back to have the vision to find the hole, but then it also keeps the defenders a little unsure of where he's committing to. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the speed through the hole. Okay. Allow yourself a little patience, and then once you see the hole – that's when you want to have the speed is going through the hole, but not necessarily to the hole because the t- holes are constantly changing. Travis at times was a little impatient at the beginning of l- of last year because he was in such a hurry to go. A lot of times he was out of control or he would not see the opening of where the hole truly opened up at. Or try to bounce it out a little too early. and, and Didn't have the patience. Try to hit a home run. Right. Again, impatience. Yeah. And that's – Speed through the hole, not to the hole. And it's a, it was a great description there by Doug. And, and, and what I love also, a, a coach's job is to get through to the players, to teach the players. Did we not just hear the same speak from Doug <laughs> that Travis is using? That's right. Okay, that means that the messaging is getting home. That's right. And that the coaches, their messages are heard. And that's what's impressive, is that week in and week out with Doug, his messaging gets home. We're back in a moment. Linebacker play, including Devin Lloyd. Jeff, we'll get your take on what Devin has done so far in year number two. His first camp, though. He didn't have camp last year. As a rookie, he certainly does in year two. It's the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio.
0: The Doug Peterson Show continues right now.
2: It's a team. It's us, right? It's it's um, you know when we get it down to the fifty three, and you know it's those are the guys you you, you go to Sundays with, and, and um, uh, you know it's 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 just again for for a coach to hear that um, that that right there can 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 take your team a long way, right? Um, you can it doesn't matter matter how much adversity comes your way you know if, if i got a lot of guys speaking that type of language that's a positive that can carry us through a lot of different situations
1: the team mentality doug peterson really discussing the left tackle situation cam robinson walker little helping each other not worried about the animosity if there is it, apparently not any and that's a team mentality welcome back it's the doug peterson show jp shadrick with jeff lagerman Uh, Head Coach Doug Peterson will be with us in studio again week one before the Indianapolis Colts matchup up at Lucas Oil Stadium. It was great having him last week, though. It was great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he sat in with us for, you know, 10 minutes or so, and it was great. Year two for Devin Lloyd. First-round pick. Jags traded up to get him um, in uh, last year's draft. And we all know what happened to him last season. He, he was hurt in training camp early, didn't really have training camp at all. He was, the what, the rookie of the month in September in the league. He had some big plays early. Yeah, big time. And, uh, and if, then he kind of faded as it went. He was only, out of the lineup. Yeah, the only experience that he had in, in, in training camp preseason was the very last preseason game against Atlanta that he got a lot of reps. That's right. But besides that, it was kind of – Nothing, and uh, he had a, a really good month of September. But you could still—he still had moments in that month of December or September that his head was spinning, and and Foyer was having to get him lined up. And then you hit this rookie wall, and uh, Devin said that you know he started to have some doubts and lost confidence. And that's, when you lose that, that's, that's hard. It's hard to come back from that. And he's worked incredibly hard. And a guy that I'm a huge fan of because his level of maturity is impressive. He is a leader. He is uh, incredibly well-spoken and smart when it comes to talking about the game of football. But he's still got to be able to take the next step. He can't rely on foyer to get him lined up. He's got to be able to help line up other people. He has to anticipate. As a linebacker or as a football player, if you're thinking about what your assignment is and where you need to line up, then you're not focusing in on what's important, which is the play that's in front of you and your opponent. You're not even trying to figure out what they're trying to do because you're trying to get lined up. And if you're talking to somebody else, you can't see and react what's in front of you. So this is something that he has to, to be able to take Major strides in this year. Major strides. There's no questioning his athleticism. The guy moves so athletic, as athletically, it's impressive. But the one thing he does not have is great speed. So he's not like a four-five-four, four, low four-five guy, four-four linebacker or anything like that. So if you're not a blazer, like in Jaguars history, the fastest linebacker in reaction time was Paul Poslesny. The fastest linebacker as far as speed, Telvin Smith. Sure. Okay. So if you're Poslesny, your mind makes you play faster because you were quick to diagnose. If you're Telvin, and it was fun watching those two guys play together because Paul would be one step forward towards where the play was going, Telvin still hadn't moved. And as soon as Paul's first step would hit the ground, then Telvin would move. But because Telvin was so fast, he still got there at the same time as Paul. You know what I mean? So if you're not fast and Devin's not a blazer, okay, then you need to have the mental aspect to where you can be faster making the diagnosis of the play so that you can start going where you want to go. But when he gets going, his athleticism is amazing, and the ball just seems to find him. Yeah, he's around it. It will be interesting to see this year, too, because last year was year one for Mike Caldwell as a defensive coordinator, and the entirety of the defense, it was their first year. They're learning what their players do well, learning what their players don't do well. How much different schematically will the defense look this year? How much will they allow Devin Lloyd to do some of what he did at Utah, which is, lining up on the end of the line of scrimmage maybe a bear kind of defense look will he do some of that uh, that's that's going to be fun to watch but he's got to take a big step up for this defense to take a step up i want to see him get after it go i'm just his biggest go. fan JP. go blitz him is he not Whatever. the best guy i mean he's such great a to talk to super guy had a conversation with him it's on the official jags podcast network too and yeah he's his mind is clear He's uh, stronger. He's figured out the rig- what it takes to to get through the rigors of a season. He understands it now at least. Let me give so, people a story about yeah. Devin Lloyd, okay? All offseason, he was here working out, okay? Was here for everything. OTAs, the workouts, committed, right? So then you go to the mandatory mini camp. He doesn't have to go. Because he's been at every OTA, he's been at every workout, he was excused. Yeah, the vets were kind of, yeah, you guys. Some vets were expected to go. Devin was not expected to go. What did he do? He went to minicamp. He wanted the reps. Folks, he went to minicamp because he wanted the reps when he didn't have to go. I mean, that should tell you the kind of a player that he is. I mean, he's been, he was busting his hump all offseason, there for every OTA, all the workouts, and then minicamp rolls around and they're like, you don't need to be there, and he goes, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to pass up the opportunity to get better. I'm going to be there. Awesome. Love it. When we return, tight ends. The Doug Peterson Show continues on the Jaguars Radio Network.
2: just don't see the true why, what we call a wide tight end, that, that big in inline blocker much anymore. These guys are more athletic. They're skilled. Can they block? Yes. You know, you're having to redesign some, some uh, you know, run plays where you're not asking them to block, you know, DMs and holding up. And, and so that position, you know, is, is a versatile position.
1: Head coach Doug Peterson earlier this week discussing the tight end position and uh, the where where it's kind of trending around the NFL. Welcome back. It's the Doug Peterson Show. JP Shadrick with Jeff Loggeman. Uh, Coach Peterson will be back with us week one for the regular season edition of the Doug Peterson Show. There's some tight ends on this team, Logs. I'll say that Evan Ingram, of course, has the new deal. Brenton Strange, the uh, draft pick, of course, has uh, been getting plenty of reps. Then you got Luke Farrell has been talked up all off season by the staff. Garrett Prince is putting together a good camp so far. Samus Reyes is the guy you want first off the bus to set the tone for what's <laughs> going to happen. He just—he's a freaky He's six seven, two forty. And then Josh Peterson, son of Doug, spoke with the media today for the first time, and he was in the USFL. That's a—it's a deep tight end room. Well, look. The reality is, I mean, how are the, How many do you think they can keep? Um, Interesting I bet, question. I bet four. I mean, special teams will come into play in the back end of it, but, I mean, considering the use of tight ends in this offense. I mean, right now my expectation is four. Okay. Uh, and, I think and, they would like four. And those four, I think, are pretty apparent. Evan Ingram, Luke Farrell, uh, your uh, draft pick Brenton Strange, and then Prince, who as has, has – started out like gangbusters, you know, but he's got to be able to maintain that consistency. And he's he's more in the lines of like an Evan Ingram, you know, where he's a pass-catching tight end. What Doug talks about, about how you kind of redesign some things because the league doesn't really have a big inline tight end anymore. Well, the guy that's probably the closest to that, which Chris Manhurts was that guy last year, the guy that's probably as close to that now is Luke Farrell. And uh, But Brenton Strange is a very capable blocker. I think you can put him on the end of the line of scrimmage, but I think his strength is, is a little bit removed in blocking in space, and I've said before, I think he's the best space-blocking tight end I've ever watched college film on. And I think he's tremendous in that capacity. And I think he's going to provide another level of success for runs when they get down the field because he's that good down the field blocking which a lot of tight ends struggle in that because it's hard to track down a guy in space when he has that much maneuverability in the open ground. So I think that's going to help. But here's the other thing. If you really need an in-line in tight end that bad, play another offensive lineman, right? Didn't they do some of that last year? Sure. Yeah. yeah, and you can do that. And and so if, if there's one guy that you're sitting there going, oh, uh, well, you know, let's see. There's two guys that are susceptible. If you're only going to keep three, Luke, Farrell and and Prince. So what what happens? I I don't know. It'll it'll be. I think they keep four, and. Uh, I think it's a good group. I think it's a really good group. Evan Ingram looks in fantastic shape And to his credit he, he is out early. he's one of the first, if not the first player out every day getting his work in before it goes back they to JP going. the the thing that I talked about last year and that it was a great job in personnel of bringing in guys that had a work ethic for a young quarterback Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, Rob, I mean Christian Kirk. I mean, these guys worked every single day, and for a young quarterback, that was oh so important. Well, that work ethic, just because Evan Ingram got a new contract, it didn't go away. That's how he is. That's how he's wired, and that's what you love about Evan Ingram. He was never one of those guys that you go, you know, if we pay him, is he going to have the same come to work? you know, grinded attitude. Yeah, He may not. No, no, that was never a concern with him, and he's proven it. He's been out there grinding and working incredibly hard, and uh, Brenton Strange is a hard worker, too. There's a guy that comes to practice every day. He's, He's impressed me so far. Music lives here. The Daily's play season is in full swing with something for everyone and coming soon, Logs. Listen to this lineup. Pentatonix, Ghost, Slightly Stupid, Godsmack, Neo, John Party, and so much more. Slightly stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neo, by the way, played the 2013 Jaguars Niners game at Wembley. He did the pregame show and the Star Spangled Banner. I got my, my buddy loves Godsmack. Loves Godsmack. He's like, play me God's back. He would love it. A full list of shows and tickets available at dailiesplace.com. This is the Doug Peterson show on Jaguars radio.
0: Welcome back. The Doug Peterson show continues right now.
2: I think so. You know, there's just not enough reps, you know, to go around. There's not enough throws there's the way practices are structured and the amount of time you can spend on the field you just you know um, you have to maximize what you can and so yeah I I think it is part of that you know that you're seeing three instead of four Um, but uh, you know just not enough reps to go around.
1: Doug Peterson talking quarterbacks in the old days you know like six seven years ago you'd have four quarterbacks in training camp but um, no more the timing has changed. Welcome back. It's the Doug Peterson Show final moments of the program. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. And let me let me add to this, that there's not enough reps to go around mm-hmm. for four quarterbacks, but the reality is, is that there's not enough quality to justify keeping four typically. Okay, if, if, if all of a sudden you've got four supremely talented quarterbacks, you're going to find a way to find reps for four quarterbacks. Okay, but it's just hard to find the talent that justifies a fourth. Upcoming schedule, players are off Friday and then three consecutive days of pads. Saturday, it's in the stadium. Sunday and Monday at the Miller Electric Center. And Doug Peterson said this week that was really by design when he scheduled training camp, hey, this is the time to really kind of find out a lot of things about this football team, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, and it's uh, it's uh, look, it's uh, it's the modern day grind, <laughs> I yes, guess right. you could say. Right. Uh, but uh, look, uh, these these guys, I mean, this is where they bond. This is where you you sweat, you bleed, you 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 have a little bit of mental toughness, like Etn talked about, and this is where also that you put in the hard work so that when you get into the season, you're You've got a lot of reps under your belt on these things that might not get used frequently once you get into the regular season. You're you're paying the bills, so to speak, right now for the rewards later. We've got football tonight. Quickly, who do you got? Hall of Fame game, Jets-Browns in Canton, Ohio. Um, uh, <sighs> again... <laughs> Hall of Fame game like last year when we were there and uh, pick a winner and no nah, I wouldn't pick a winner I'm just there's some young guys though that I want to watch and of course uh, Aaron Rodgers is the big story in New York but he's not playing no I don't think he'll go near the field uh, thanks to our entire crew Joe Fortunato on the audio side Max Hockman Brent Reaver, David Cho on the video side uh, thanks to you for listening for Jeff Loggeman I'm JP Shadrick we will catch you next time it's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.